have you seen the most recent episode of Danger Tamer? I'll never miss it every Wednesday, man. Yeah, I, I, I was watching it with the kid from Smart House. And, oh, uh, nice, the, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what are you guys doing here? Huh? Oh. What? what? It, it's it's the weekend of season screenings. Yeah. You, you don't have to watch us. You can, like, meet us. We, we can draw for you. Yeah. Like, g- g- go. Get yeah. out. Get over to Pasadena, guys. Go do. Welcome to season three of Matt McZack Watch Horror Movies. Return to Haddonfield with the Horror Bros on their quest to watch the entire saga of Mikey Myers from the brand new Horror Lair. So you, dear listener, can witness the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Are you too high for this? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Matt Makes Zach Watch Horror Movies. I'm Matt. And I'm Zach. And I made him watch a horror movie. What did we watch this week, Zach? Oh, boy. We watched Halloween Resurrection. We watched a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> we absolutely did. <laughs> oh, oh, buddy. So, Zach, what did you think of Halloween Resurrection? Halloween 8. <laughs> you know, I like what I did last week. Uh-huh. Where I was like... Your uh, shocking rankings? <laughs> opening with that before I say anything. Okay, all right. So let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Halloween 2018. Still at the top. Okay. It's going to remain at the top. All right. I don't think Rob Zombie's going to do anything that surpasses that. You <laughs> never know. Some people talk to invisible horses. <laughs> <laughs> um, H2O. Okay. Kills. Uh-huh. OG. Resurrection. Yes. <laughs> Correct answer. Two, three... Just four, four, five, six, <laughs> down there. I, right. I was tempted to go 2018 H2O Resident. <laughs> <laughs> but even you're like, I mean, I, enjoying it is different than the quality I, I, of the film. I think it's a recency bias thing. Yeah. It's been a second since Kills or the original. Right. Because we watched those back in October. Yeah. So I'm like, how much do I love those? It's been a second. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I think that's at an appropriate (laughs) spot on this list, man. Yeah, I I'm just happy these movies aren't boring. Yeah, like I said, this is an objectively objectively this movie is as bad as those bottom three, arguably, like in terms of the quality of the filmmaking. Wait, but it's so crazy that I love it. I need to redo my ranking. Where, wherever I place Resurrection, uh-huh. that's like this movie. Down here where 4, 5, and 6 is, that's the intro of this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. That's... I actually... I don't like that it undoes the ending of H2O, but if you told me this was just a cool short film somebody made about Halloween, I'd be like, oh, that was nice. I, I could not that. give a shit <laughs> about it changing the ending. I was just like, I hate this take of Laura Strode. Why is this here? 
you can't you can't just be like, oh yeah, we totally planned that all along when you clearly did not plan that all along. Oh, I got some stuff to tell you, Zach. Did they plan that all they along? They did. They're stupid. <laughs> Don't plan that all along. You know, Zach, we're starting to we're starting to be in the spoiler territory. Anyways, <laughs> I freaking love this movie. Buster Rhymes is the goat and he says trick or treat, motherfucker, yeah. and then I, Roundhouse kicks. I legitimately love Buster Rhymes in this movie because he seems to be the only person who's like, yeah, this movie sucks. Like, the kid from Smart House is in it. His online name is Deckard. Yeah, that's I mean, me. What more? That's you want. me, baby. <laughs> that's my that's man right there. Sim. His Halloween costume was Jules from Pulp Fiction. That is me right there. His friend luckily doesn't do blackface. That's pretty great. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait. He is actually me in high school. <laughs> I love Pulp Fiction. I love Blade Runner. I talked to Megan online. <laughs> there you go. But we were actually dating, so. <laughs> yeah, he's a little out. creepier in this one. Again. And she's practically my girlfriend, and even the friend is like, no. Again, she's not <laughs> every teenage boy who talks to a to to any woman, any yeah. woman online will say that. Yeah, it does not make him a bad person. He just doesn't know that that's stupid I would, yet. <laughs> I would argue that every teenage boy is a bad person, actually, including true, myself. Actually true, though. actually true. But he was in Smart House and Luck of the Irish, so he gets. I do love Luck of the Irish, where he wins a step dance battle by breakdancing. Welcome to our Disney Channel original. <laughs> Matt, can we please watch Disney Channel little, original little decom movies? action? Hell yeah. <laughs> We're going to start a Patreon soon, so... Let us know what you want to see on there. And if that answers Disney Channel original movies... Then you're correct. Then you're correct. <laughs> but uh, I like the concept of it being like this 2000s like internet show. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being of your era, you mm -hmm. know? This did it in a way that wasn't irritating, like the Howard's fake Howard Stern in the last one. Right. Or six. But I'd also argue like it doesn't do it well. But it does it in a way that, again, like I enjoy. This we were talking off camera about like why like five and six are bad. It's because they don't make any choices. They just do stuff. Yeah. This movie's making choices. <laughs> that's the difference between a bad movie and a movie that's so bad it's good. Yeah. That's the difference between like the room and I'm trying to think of like a good example of like a movie I just like was like, oh that's pretty bad. Uh it's the difference between like the room and that shitty Chris Pratt movie where he goes to the future and fights aliens. That movie made no choices. It just came out like two months ago. It already doesn't exist. It was on Amazon. Oh, it was like Future War or something. Yeah. I saw a trailer when they're advertising. Which, which bummed just... me out because it was made by a good filmmaker. So oh. it's made by uh, the gentleman who directed Lego Batman, another masterpiece. The best Batman movie. Fight me. <laughs> I am not attached to any Batman movie. <laughs> I watched the Christopher Bale ones, but to me, um, Kevin Conroy's Batman. Oh, well, yeah. But <laughs> like that is our... the voice that I, I hear when I read Batman comics. Yeah. So. <laughs> Mark Hamill's Joker. Yeah, definitely. Um, what, what were we talking about? But like, like ba bad movies yeah. like don't like make choices. They're just like, and then this happens. And then? And yeah, then, and this and movie then. is like, no, no, we're making the wrong choices, but we're making them. 
The room makes every choice wrong, but that's what makes it watchable is he's making decisions. I would even argue <laughs> this isn't even a so bad it's good movie. <laughs> I think this is just like fun junk food movie. I think it would like to be, but again, making choices. It is taking itself so seriously, except for Buster Rhymes, who is like, no, this movie's bad, and I'm here to have fun. He isn't he is in a totally different movie than everybody else. See, I wouldn't I don't I didn't even get that from watching this. Like I mean, having a, like a nerdy kid Deckard emailing this like, like to me, like all of that was just like, uh, I think they knew what okay, movie this, they're making. I think the screenwriters might have known. Mm-hmm. I think Rick Rosenthal returning from Halloween too, mm-hmm. uh, fully came into this movie like, oh, I'm going to make like a Halloween movie and I'm going to make a Halloween movie I want to make. Mm-hmm. And he does not seem to like be in on the like B moviness of it. Mm-hmm. Where, like, some of, like, the performances, not just Buster Rhymes, like, some of the performances, some of the dialogue. But then I also don't know how much of that is residual of, like, oh, well, we exist post-Scream now, and this is what slasher movies look yeah. like. Everyone is witty. Everyone's in on the joke. Mm-hmm. Except I don't think Rick Rosenthal is, which is mm-hmm. what makes this movie amazing. Yeah. And, and there are scenes, like, of genuine tension in this movie where I was like, oh, that's actually pretty scary or strong image mm-hmm. that I do credit to him. I think he's a, a pretty good director. We talked about that on Halloween too, mm. but I think he, he takes himself pretty seriously. It seems like so. Yeah, Cause I mean like this movie to me, it was like, like I said, it's just like junk food popcorn yeah. movie. Whereas like I have fun. Oh yeah. Like, I have a blast with this movie. And I think like the fact that they didn't try to, as much as I hate the opening, the fact they didn't try to shoehorn in Laurie and take itself that seriously, and it was just like, oh, it's like a schlocky like internet show, and we're gonna follow yeah. that. Like, I mean, this is this is Halloween finally doing, like, finally just accepting, like, oh, let's just be kind of like a a slasher movie from the '80s where there's mm-hmm. like one cool high concept thing, and the rest of it is just about like, oh, look how good these effects look. Yeah, because I actually think the effects in this movie rule. I think the kills are yeah. great. I think there's genuine tension within them. <laughs> like it totally works at those parts. The one thing that I absolutely hated was all the two thousands slow mo where it's just oh, super choppy frames. Where they 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 didn't like crank the like crank up the frames on the camera. They clearly uh, just took frames out and said yeah. like it's slow mo now. And it's like it does a trend oh, that no. I hate so bad. It still happens now, and every time it happens, I'm like. You know, every everybody, I feel like I bring him up a lot, but everybody wants to shit on Zack Snyder for slow mo. At least he actually shoots slow motion. He doesn't do it artificially imposed. Yeah, well, to me, it just like comes across as like, oh, it takes me out of the movie because it it to me it comes across as, oh, they didn't hold long enough. So oh, like, yeah. let's just like slow mo that when it was just like Some, probably somebody said I think this scene would be more tense if he was walking down the stairs in slow motion. And it's like, oh, well, we just shoot it for him to walk down the stairs. And yeah. Well, let me put on this slideshow yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <laughs> See, that's where I'm like, they were not in on the joke. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, there's not even really a lot to spoil in this movie. Should we do a recap or should we jump in? You always try to skip my recaps. You got jokes for this one? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs>
I guess I don't. <laughs> I thought I did, but now I'm second guessing myself. <laughs> Do you have jokes that are at least on par with the lines that Busta Busta has in this film? Yeah, I was just gonna say them. <laughs> I guess not. No, I'm just kidding. You, you got this, man. Go for it. No, I'm so conscious. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> No, it's fine. Let's just talk about the movie. Buster Rhymes has a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're, do we jump in on the beginning? Yeah, um, the intro sucks. Like, mm. but again, like, I'm not bored. I'm angry, but I'm not bored. Like, someone's someone gets decapitated within the first five minutes of this movie. I, I like the guy who's obsessed with all the serial killers that was kind of cool spouting out their yeah. like dates and stuff i was like oh that's an so interesting can, character yeah you could spout off like facts about michael Myers. that's a kind of a neat way to do the the necessary like oh if this is somebody's first halloween movie here's michael myers and like why he's supposed to be scary but also it's like michael like gave him the knife to frame him for it and then they did nothing with it like it feels was like it's a scene from a different movie yeah was he framing him for it, or was it like in commercial? Hey, go, buddy. Yeah. hey kid, you keep it up. <laughs> I, I believe in you, buddy. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was like framing him for oh, it. Oh yeah, but no, I think so. Th- I also like that take of like, here you go, buddy. You're a fan. I, I signed I it s- for you. <laughs> I support my fans. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate it. You come out to Midsummer Screen. You see me there. I'll sign some more stuff for you, pal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate it. I hated the take on Lori. I don't like. I don't. What didn't you like about the take on Lori? I don't. I fucking hate that they like put her in a mental asylum and like she accidentally killed a man. So like mm. she's in here now and like she's suicidal when it was like. But she wasn't. She was faking it. Yeah, but like. I don't like the last movie, like, didn't set up any of that and it was just where's her son shouldn't her son be worried and like okay, get well, her the help or like here's a question so they when he's spatting off his uh kills this time i noticed he adds two extra teenagers to who he killed at the school does that mean when michael wasn't dead and he's that paramedic and laurie's gone did she go and kill his son and his girlfriend because he says killed four students would have been a nice explanation yeah <laughs> but i she killed John Strode, my favorite character. <laughs> like he killed the nurse, my other favorite character. <laughs> I, I also just kind of hate the trope of like, oh yeah, they're like locked in a mental institution, even though they're the good guy and they got to yeah. break out. Like, I like just... if that was like the whole movie, it could have been interesting, but clearly yeah. they were just like, I don't know. Like, we can't say she went to prison. <laughs> yeah. And it just seems like such a like, like taking Laurie Strode, crumpling up a piece of paper and just Yeah. Well, okay, so behind the scenes, my big mm. behind the scenes for this one is explaining that scene. Mm. Uh so for Halloween H two O, you know, Kevin Williamson, the end of his like he didn't write a screenplay, but like his story, you know, mm. was and then Laurie kills the shit. And Mustafa Akkad, whose whole business at this point is making Halloween movies, was like uh no thank you (laughs) like what are you talking about which like i get as like a producer and like miramax who like just bought the franchise and who only made one movie before and are like you know we'd like to keep making halloween movies thanks Mm. but 
you know, Lori threat Lori, what's her real uh, Jamie, Jamie Curtis threatens to walk like a week before filming starts because they're mm. like, We're gonna change the ending. You can't kill Michael. And she's like, Then I'm out. So luckily Kevin Williamson, who isn't writing on this movie but keeps adding ideas to the screenplay, says, like, I've got it. Mm. We'll do a fake out ending. Mm. But we will. But just in case you guys decide H2O is so good, you don't want to make a sequel. We'll do. Lori believes it is definitive at mm-hmm. the end of this, and the audience will too. But we'll write it in such a way that literally they wrapped filming, and two weeks later, uh, Patrick Lussier, who's a pretty good director now, uh, if you like trash, uh, like he makes like very fun trash movies, yeah. <laughs> um, was the editor on H2O. He's also like the editor of Scream. He's a really good editor. Two weeks after they wrap, he goes and he films all of the stuff that's at the beginning of this movie mm-hmm. where you see that it was a different person. You see the fake head and you see them. You see Michael walk away. Mm-hmm. So they planned it literally like while they were filming, like mm. this was what they were going to do if they ever decided to make Halloween eight. Although there were some cool pitches for Halloween eight, like, oh, well, what if. Lori is the antagonist in eight, not Michael or something like would be kind of cool. Like she's so convinced that Michael's around every corner. She winds up killing people. Um, Things like that, which also don't sound good, but like, at least it's interesting. I felt like such a like, yeah. When she like got him and like, same thing with four where I was like, Little girl Michael Myers. Right. That's such a cool and interesting idea. I wanted to see where they go with that. And then it's just like, no, Michael's back. Like, like I, I get it. And like reboots and remakes really weren't, we're like two years away from like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. the remake coming out, which is what kind of kicks off that cycle where if it's not an original franchise, everything is a remake, mm-hmm. um, which allows for them to remake Halloween. Yeah. And I, I would have much preferred if, like, in 2002, they just remade Halloween or yeah. just rebooted the franchise in some way yeah. without touching the end of H2O because that's such a cool end to the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, like, even if they want to keep that, like, well, people will only see this if Michael Myers is in it. The little girl or Laurie Strode or something have them like be wearing the outfit right. but you don't tell them that in the trailers it's just like oh my it's have, michael have, myers have two killers and like, then it's a big reveal it's like yeah, oh well, it's yeah. been laurie this although time. how mad would you be <laughs> um having seen some of the friday the 13th movies where they do that oh. it's pretty frustrating oh. Oh. <laughs> i'm just tired of like michael didn't die michael didn't die Michael didn't die. I mean, it's a formula that slasher franchises to some degree. That That's sort of like saying, like, oh, God, I just hate that. <sighs> Every time they start doing something, they have to, in Star Wars, they start doing something different. They just have to bring in lightsabers. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you can be mad about a lot of stuff, but lightsabers are cool. <laughs> and they're just part of this franchise. <laughs> like... <laughs> you'd be mad about them bringing the death star every time but lightsabers who doesn't like lightsabers <laughs> now i feel like michael myers is a very comparison to the death star or like darth vader like okay that's fair why does everything have to tie into the skywalker yeah. saga yeah. why can't it just be set within the world of star wars because yeah, that's a complete amount of star wars as well yeah i like, mean you you've heard that's why like i'm not that into uh the bounty hunter show mandalorian, uh, mandalorian thank you is like and then Luke shows up, and I'm like, 
why? <laughs> yeah. Um, but Mandalorian is actually a good example That's what I hear. of what That's it, what, yeah. not having to have anything to do with Skywalker. And it's like, oh, Luke if you, if you lifted, if you lift as much as I love those two Darth Vader scenes in Rogue One, mm-hmm. better movie if he's not in them. You know, yeah. like, so I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, but, little change. And this, like, you could do something cool and interesting if you have a good script. Yeah. Like, at one point before H2O, that Faces of Death script I mentioned was going to be, um, is Michael Myers back or is this a copycat killer? Yeah. And then they catch the copycat killer halfway through the movie. Yeah. And the murders keep happening. Yeah. So it's like, what? Yeah. And then Michael just is back. Yeah, see, that would have been cool. Yeah. Like, and it might also just be because we're watching these back to back to back and not like You're over like, the course of anything Yeah, because watching them back to back, I'm like, literally, I will take any sort of yeah. interesting take or something new. That's why I'm like, Buster Rhymes, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's totally fair. But... Let's get into what this movie does do, now that we've established that neither of us really care that much for the opening. I don't mm. think it, like, ruins this movie, but, yeah, this movie goes from, like, a 7 to an 8, if you take it out. <laughs> yeah, because for me, I was like, oh, is this going to be, like, another, nope. like, 4, 5, and 6, and then the actual movie started. Yeah, and the movie is, say what you want about its quality, <laughs> like, it is focused, mm-hmm. it has a clear, to, like, plot points, like, and it is totally consistent I've throughout. seen far worse movies I've seen far worse Halloween movies <laughs> <laughs> exactly I've seen movies from this era that are trying to do similar things that are far worse yeah I saw fear.com <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I, it was fun I had a good time with this movie Bust like, the Rams like again I, w- I was fully throw this in like a ha- like a we're having a Halloween movie night I would totally mm. throw this in that marathon yeah I think like, and H2O in the way that I wouldn't even necessarily like the original, where I'm like, the original is like a masterpiece, but it's not like fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Halloween 2018 is kind of the same way, where I'm like, it's very good, but it's not like fun. Yeah. Like these movie, these two movies back to back are a good time. Yeah. Cause like <laughs> Halloween 2018 to me is funner than the original. Yeah. Cause there's cool stuff like the single shot of him and everything. That's why. It, to me, I put it above the original just because I can rewatch that one. All right. So, like... I think everything that it's doing that's cool is just riffing on the original, so... <laughs> I, that was also the second Halloween movie I saw. Yeah, that's fair. So, like, I haven't... Now that I'm seeing all these other ones, I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, they ripped it from that one yeah. and that one. <laughs> that's kind of why Halloween Kills is kind of going lower on my list because yeah. I think Halloween Kills is a worse version of just like okay yeah, yeah you just completely like you didn't Which have is, a, an intention of ripping you just wanted to rip that it's not even woven yeah. into the a uh, cool mess but it's, a, like, it's the first act of a movie yeah stretched out to to one movie yeah. you know <laughs> it, it was just more, a little more like self-pleasuring on the references than yeah. 2018 was i think which is fine i have a yeah. good time with it still yeah i still love it but it's still got that kill where he stabs her under the eye so like i'm into it <laughs> yeah. um what was i gonna say oh yeah and as a hip-hop head like the those dudes from Buster Rhymes era love kung fu shit, so I kind of so, buy it. Yeah, Buster Rhymes was totally just like that was all him. Yeah. Like he oh, was yeah. 
well, super specifically, in it. You, and you can tell that scene he is just riffing. He is mm-hmm. improvising, and he knows like everything about that movie, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> which I freaking love. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a reason I love the RZA, and it's because yeah. he can talk Wu-Tang. to me about Bruce Lee yeah. movies. Like, <laughs> like that's why, like, after seeing LL Cool J and Busta, I'm like, do I want more rappers in movies right. like this? Like, <laughs> so what? What rapper are you guys gonna put in ends? <laughs> I mean, that would be how amazing would it be if in Halloween ends. Buster Rhymes walks by with like a camera crew. Like he's a newsman and he's like, Hello, welcome to Dangertainment Channel 7. I love I'm here reporting shit. live from the Myers house. <laughs> or it's just like Michael Myers is on the loose and then you just hear, Hey, Mike. And he turns around and Buster Rhymes one of is the there. People in the with, crowd with a shovel. With all of Wu Tang just ready to kick his ass. Oh, that would fucking rule, dude. Please hire me to write the next Halloween Ends. I have some rewrites that we need to... Well, they're already... Have you heard about supposed rewrites that he's talked about? So they've got time to rewrite it and do uh, reshoots, you know, post-COVID. Yeah. Well, not post, still during. Yeah. But uh, um, supposedly he wants to edit it so that you can tell logically there is a four-year jump and they can deal with uh, COVID in the movie. I'm like, I don't need that in my movie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Someone tell him no. <laughs> Excuse Hold on a second. What the fuck does the Halloween franchise have to do with I think ad- addressing modern issue? My, my, my guess is... Stay with me. If if they're doing it right, it's just going to be that like, oh, he wants to have a time jump. But logically, if you have a time jump, you need to reshoot stuff so that people are wearing masks. Now. Like. So like I kind of get it, but I'm also like, it's a fictional world. It's fine. The MCU isn't <laughs> addressing it. They had their snap and like right. that's how they're like in the v- I'm just like so, like, I hope that's what he means by, like, addressing it, is that he's like, oh, well, if we're saying this takes place in the real world again, obviously, if we're taking a time jump, because those first two movies are set in 2018. Kills is in 2018. If you move forward, even two years, you hit 2020. Yeah. So, like, I get his argument, but I'm like, I hope you mean, yeah, we're going to have to reshoot stuff so that, like, you know, we have to now shoot that when Lori walked in the room. She takes off the mask. That's all we're like adding in these reshoots. <laughs> See, I have like a sneaking suspicion that that's not. It. I hope I, he's a good enough filmmaker that I think he knows like, or that he was just talking in that particular interview. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it'd be neat to deal with it. You know, we, we might have to Yeah, is kind of the vibe, but like, I'm like, what does that mean? David Gordon Green. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, like, at the end of the day, these are like Halloween movies. Yeah. Like, I don't need takes on like yeah. real. I want to watch these movies to escape. <laughs> like, right. I want to feel scared but safe. And if I have to deal with COVID, like yeah. I'm doing in my everyday life, while I'm sitting I'll there, I'll just be scared in the movie theater wearing a mask, worried about 
people behind me breathing on me i don't want that (laughs) besides michael's all masked up so he's 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 covid safe he he was ahead of his time you know what else is ahead of this time the plot of this film halloween resurrection the whole like (laughs) danger tainment thing i was like this is twitch this is Twitch right I mean, now. kind of. This I think IRL. Within itself, it's commenting. I would say like 2002 is kind of like the peak of the reality TV boom in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like right around that era. Like we've gotten to Big Brother, which is just a show where they film a house. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, so this is kind of commenting on like on that, like even down to him saying like people don't want reality. People yeah. want me to entertain them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of interesting. I wish it committed to that a little bit more mm-hmm. if it was going to do it. Like, it's clearly like there's a bit of satire in there. But again, there's... no, we're making a Halloween movie. This is serious. We can't be satirical in a comedy. And I'm like, this movie would be better if it was more jokes about the reality TV world. <laughs> See, I want to disagree a little bit because I, I still think like they knew it was like satire. Because like... No, I think they knew. I think it would have been... At least, like, for me, I would have been way more irritated and, like, ah, oh, this movie is so dated, like, with the Howard Stern thing. But, like, this did a good job of, like, not being corny about it and, like, super dated. Fair. It was just like, oh, yeah, he's, like... I just wish it wasn't... They keep treating it like it is the conceit of the film, mm-hmm. that it is a reality TV show. And then, like, every five minutes, though, they kind of abandon it. Oh, uh, that's You know what, what I mean? mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, and then, and then Buster Rhymes, who's clearly, like, improvising half of his dialogue, yeah. comes in and says something cool and funny and satirical. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'd like this more. I see what you mean. I'd know. almost, if they're going to take themselves so seriously, I'd almost prefer that they fully commit to, like, yeah. the found footage bits and do part, you know, you can cut away to them at the party or whatever, mm-hmm. and it can be a movie. But in the house, maybe it's all found footage. Yeah. You know, with just cut... Anytime you cut out of the house, it's a real movie. Yeah. And anytime you're in the house, it's cool found footage stuff. I think, like, this movie is, like, 60% that, like, satirical, like, yeah. thing. And then 30%, like, serious. And it was enough of, like, taking you out of it. Like, you're still trying to be, like, a Halloween movie. Yeah. I mean, that that's the other tough thing is, like, can you make a found footage Halloween movie? Which I I don't want. I, I wanted them to go. I've got all nothing the way against the found one. footage. The only one we've watched on this is The Boy Rich Project, which I think is an important movie, but not necessarily like a good movie. And we're also about four years away from Paranormal Activity, which is when people say, like, oh, you can make these good. And then we get the found footage boom. Yeah. So, like, if this movie came out in like 2008, I think they would commit to it more fully. Yeah. And I just want them, I just want them to pick a lane. Yeah. Like, if you're going to make a scary found footage movie like you keep pretending you are, make a scary found footage movie. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make a satire about reality TV that happens to be a slasher film, do that. Yeah, I I would have preferred, like, all the, all the latter stuff is the stuff I enjoyed about the movie. Yeah. And if it was the opposite, I think this would be another, like... Well, yeah. <laughs> for me. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to be a found footage but do you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah. pick a lane yeah but at the same time the fact that they chose like no lanes is what makes this movie entertaining (laughs) yeah yeah if they went full like because it would either be really good or it would be really bad yeah like whereas this is like you know what we chose 
the fucking middle. <laughs> but we're committing to the middle. As opposed to like five and six where they're like, ah, we don't really want to choose a direction. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Just film something. Yeah. This is like, no, no. We've chosen. Yeah. And we've chosen to half-ass it. And we like, chose Buster Rhymes as directing this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind had, of almost literally. Like, we had a plan and Buster Rhymes just was like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Buster Rhymes is like, there's a, a great uh, quote by, um, he just passed away. He directed Superman, uh, Richard Donner, hmm. um, talking about making the first Superman, where he said, the thing that I think makes that movie work was we showed up to set every day and we took Superman seriously, but we didn't take ourselves too seriously. Oh, that's such a nice quote. Yeah, I which I think is like, like what like the Marvel movies get right. Yeah. And I think this movie, they're all looking at it and going, yeah, I mean, we're making Halloween for a new generation. And Buster Rhymes went, no, we're not. Because <laughs> again, like this, this generation of like hip hop guys are like, yeah. You know, like we all could have been directors. We all watch mo- as many movies as Tarantino. Oh, yeah. like, like, we know so many. We know so much yeah. stuff. You like, got all those guys. You got like MF Doom that yeah. are just like, no, we're like having fun though, and we right. like actually love this stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure Buster Rhymes was like, I mean, John Carpenter's more talented than all of us guys. Like yeah. he must know. Like, yeah. Like you guys know how to make the movies, but we actually like enjoy movies yeah so like right <laughs> we know what the people like want. i i would say h2o actually gets that really yeah. well of like yeah look we're gonna make a pretty serious movie but also i think kevin like, williamson is more fully in, in line that, of like yeah. oh i enjoy movies and i know what people want yeah yeah not like i know how to comment on movies and yeah. the sequel should to some degree be commentary on the last film yeah this movie has no commentary within it because serious movies don't do that meta bullshit. And I'm like, or you could, because Busta's being meta as fuck. <laughs> like, he's the best part of this movie. Yeah. He's giving a genuinely good performance for yeah. what you were asking of him. Like, yeah. And he understands, like, no, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he he is making the popcorn movie that you're saying you're watching, yeah. and I want more of that. Yeah. And, like, some rappers, <laughs> when they're in things, it's just like, oh, you're, like... A rapper, not an actor, but Busta was just like, yeah, he this committed. is my time yeah. to shine. <laughs> like, yeah. He was all there, and I was just like enjoying every second. Oh, 100%. <laughs> all right, I feel like we spent a lot of time on Busta. Let's yeah. talk about the rest of the cast. Um, I find them all pretty likable. They're Busta. generic dead meat, but... <laughs> Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, Busta just took over my brain. Oh, one hundred percent. So I was just like, oh yeah, there's other people. I forgot Tyra Banks was in the movie. Yeah, for like, how did she not get the, the special appearance by? <laughs> I still don't understand why he got that. I also don't, still don't understand why she was in the movie. <laughs> this is two thousand two. Because like. Well, she also made a decom she, around this time, I believe. So perhaps her and Luck of the Irish were friends. She was like, hey, she, come on down. <laughs> she made me so mad in this movie. What the fuck was she doing with that you coffee? I'm so upset. She... It was the best part of watching this movie was watching Zach ma- watch her make coffee. She, she was like the control room person. And to walk away so... Michael could could kill someone without anybody seeing, um, which actually that was a really cool kill when he killed the cameraman I with like the tripod. That. Nice peeping, with the peeping Tom video, reference, like, 
Um, but she decided to walk away to an espresso machine. <laughs> what the fuck was she was doing? Was it like an espresso or like it, she, it, it looks was like an more, espresso machine? But she clearly makes a frappuccino. <laughs> like, do you use she the makes... same machine to make that? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> she like someone just handed her a camp a cup of coffee off camera. <laughs> it had like whipped cream overflow. Like it spilt all over the place. There was a lollipop. She was like, Nick. "Oh, I was gonna like throw up in my mouth." And she started mixing it with the caramel lollipop. Just, just <laughs> recollecting it is stressing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Luck of the Irish and Smart House, so I was very happy to see him. I like that actor in a not decom movie. Yeah. And whenever they cut back to him, I was like, oh, this is fun. I love that everyone at the party was like joining in to watch the show. With Better him. movie though. What if he runs to the house? Because like otherwise, mm. like the whole time, I'm kind of like, why is he? I like him. Mm-hmm. Why is his character? Why is Deckard in this movie? Because he doesn't really contribute anything except that I think that actor was trendy right then, so they wrote him apart. Because wacky internet, they needed product placement from that phone and... That fucking Palm Pilot. (laughs) And uh, because internet... you know how Scream, like, a hacker. you know how, like, Scream, they, like, called him, it's like, he's in the house, now we can have someone typing it out. Right, right. (laughs) Oh, my God. I, I... to me, I'm pinning it on like wanting to be trendy internet. Oh, I think 100%. Don't forget, just two, a, just two movies ago, uh, the producers who shall not be named uh, yeah. <laughs> were pushing for VR. Yeah. So these are the same men that wanted uh, Frodo to snowboard in Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> So when Lord of the Rings was first getting developed, Miramax and Dimension still owned some of the rights to the books, mm-hmm. so they were going to co-produce it with New Line, and that was one of their one of uh, join me in a round of it. Fuck the Weinstein's. Fuck um, the Weinstein said like, "Oh well, you know what's really cool right now because it's like 2001, mm-hmm. well, or it's like 1998 when they're developing these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, is like, oh, what if you know on the the mountain when it's snowy and they have to get away from the monster." What if Frodo takes a shield and he snowboards down the side of a mountain and Peter Jackson has talked about getting that note and just going like, oh, genius, great idea. And then just not putting it in the script and never talking to them about it again. (laughs) He was like, I learned just to say yes, because they would forget by the next day. They're idiots. (laughs) (laughs) See, I know. That that is something that should not be in Lord of the Rings. But <laughs> you know how badly I want to see Frodo snowboarding down see a mat, mat. Elijah Woods midget stunt double, just like oh yeah, just shake flip, <laughs> just shredding. I want it. I want it so bad. Ah, uh, that's, just, that's it. Is always amazing how close movies come to being bad. And how often it's because of the Weinsteins. Yeah, Yeah, this movie. uh, What else is there talking about? um, Because comparatively it is so light on things like setup and payoff, it's just like stuff happens and it's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like. Uh, The whole ending is different than apparently originally was, but nobody knows what the original ending really was. Except the people who made it, obviously. But um, one scenes again said they wanted a different ending and that Buster Rhymes was testing really well. That's why, like, he clearly dies. 
And then they're like, nah, bring him back. And sometimes bad people are right. That was the right decision. Um, yeah. Cause it's better. Like we would have not gotten trigger treatment. It was good. It was gonna end with her like chainsawing Michael Myers and him almost burning to death. Hmm. And her thinking he's dead. End of movie. And yeah. probably still that scare where he's on the corner table. Hmm. Um, I do love when she's saying with the chainsaw and she clearly like forgets the names of the other people that were her friends on the show that he killed where he's well, like this is for my lady friend this is for my guy friend and everybody else <laughs> I just love the clear like cut ins of the chainsaw and she's just like kind of rubbing it on him and not like actually <laughs> damn and then she can't get up because there's just some wires on her no, there's a soundboard. And the soundboards are notoriously heavy. Yeah. <laughs> there are soundboards that are gigantic and right. would keep a prison. Right. You know, this if you were doing like, like professional sound mixing, you would have like the big board that takes up a yeah. whole table. This is like the one I used to use on my old podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, this is one that a Twitch streamer uses. Yeah. Like, it's got plugins for like three mics and there's two stream volume deck. switches. <laughs> like. <laughs> but, uh, but plus the Rams. Yeah, but then Buster Rhymes comes back and the movie's great. Because he knows, no, this movie sucks. <laughs> like, let's lean in. Yeah. Like, the, it's the difference between, like, this movie and, like, Mars Attacks. Is like, Mars Attacks sets out to kind of be a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie did not, and that's why it's better. <laughs> See, like, what I enjoy so much about, like, LL Cool J and Buster Rhymes in these movies I can see in their performance of like, oh man, I love these movies that yeah. kids, and I'm so happy that I'm in one. Oh, 100%. Like, I well, love that. Well, you can that. also see like, oh, Buster Rhymes really thought about like his character's arc yeah. throughout this film and like how he has changed by the end. Yeah. In ways that like the lead actress did not. Mm-hmm. She just thought, I'm the final girl. I'm the next Jamie Lee Curtis. And, and that's not me knocking her. She's right. totally fine in this movie. But, uh, and I was, I forgot. Anyone else was in this movie right. other than Buster Rhymes and Smart Ass Kid. <laughs> Imagine if she was just like 10% more in on the joke, mm-hmm. giving a performance more akin to what Buster Rhymes is doing. Mm-hmm. Like, probably better. <laughs> I'd remember her more at least. Like, also, I accidentally roasted her really bad when she came in the movie. <laughs> I forgot about it. Please go ahead. (laughs) I don't mean to be mean, and I don't mean this in a mean way. It's just kind of (laughs) true. She came on screen, and I was like, why the fuck is her face literally the Michael Myers mask? Oh, yeah, she has the face of the mask in this movie, the way that the boyfriend had the mask of uh, Five. like, she has the dimple. She has, like, the kind of painted, like, (laughs) her face looks like Michael Myers. Oh, and then that bit leads into my favorite character in this movie. The only other person who knows he's in a bad movie. Weird guy who smells their underpants. So that the representation great. of our podcast <laughs> yeah. decided to come in the room. That's so, all of it. Not all of the things Not he all does. of it. Not the sniffing the pants. <laughs> to, oh, they were killed there. Haven't you seen the yeah. movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's, well, as, here's all of the information as we established there is a movie from the 70s clearly in this universe because of scream 2 yeah. called halloween that is a dramatization of true events starring jamie lee curtis who just happens to look a lot like laurie strode yeah. <laughs> yeah. so maybe he really did see the movie 
<laughs> also, welcome to my Busta Rhymes podcast. Oh my god, yep. <laughs> Busta said I'm gonna break your neck, and then he did. <laughs> Very much. Uh, oh, there's the fantastic sh- scene where Michael meets Michael. Oh, I, was, I was gonna make a really good joke. Oh, sorry. I was gonna. <laughs> my, I was like, Michael should have been a hip hop head, and he would have known to protect his neck. Wu Tang yep. would have told him that. That's true. What were you saying? The scene where Michael meets Michael, where yeah. Buster Rhymes just Buster Rhymes just tells Michael off, and he just and listens even, to him. even the actor playing Michael Myers plays it as like, you know, I'm, I, I'm Michael Myers. Like, I'm really. No one's ever done that to me before. I guess I'll leave. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, because that guy's hardcore. Buster Rhymes <laughs> is dressed as Michael Myers, sneaking in the house because he's pretending the show to scare them. But then Mike, actual Michael Myers, is just following him into the house, and Michael just or Buster Rhymes just turns around and is just like, "Yo, I forget what name, but he's like, yo, yeah, Steven, he's the what cameraman. the fuck? Yeah, what are you doing? Like, get out!" And he's just like, "Can you listen? Can do you hear me?" And he's like poking his head, and Michael's just like. Oh, uh, no one's sorry, sir. <laughs> no one's ever spoken to me that way, but I don't want to, you know, sacrifice my future here to entertainment. I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll go. I'll go kill Tyra Banks. <laughs> Do we ever see Tyra Banks die in this movie? No, just the aftermath. Okay, yeah, I was trying to remember who even saw that. Yeah, she was <laughs> Her character's so blood. forgettable. The oh, pool of blood. yeah, yeah, she's yeah. hanging up. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I would I wish there was more of that of like ooh finding the body because like when he stabbed the chef man with all the knives and then she runs cool. by yeah. and like finds it I wish we didn't see him like all the way and then it's like right. a reveal of like oh it's like the Bob man if this was like leaned in a little bit more on the found footage you would get to that and his camera would cut out yeah as he like does the stab and then we would get the found body yeah but, but that's a better movie. This movie said, no, no, it will be more entertaining if we watch him die mm-hmm. in slow and graphic fashion. <laughs> yeah. Let's make a weird choice. <laughs> Let's do Bob times three. <laughs> oh my God, there are so many Bob kills, like one after another. I like the head crush, though. Yeah, I mean, both of them were good, but it was just like one after another. I was like, oh, the other movies at least had the like self-restraint to only do one. <laughs> Doesn't he head crush uh, somebody in five? No, he crushes the guy in four, the boyfriend, right? I've blocked those movies from my Fair memory. <laughs> he crushes somebody in one of the Thorn trilogy. But like all, <laughs> all of those movies, it's like, oh, they did the, the homage with just one kill. And yeah. then this was like, boo. And then like, boo. And like, well, yeah, he puts another. her on the fence. He puts the cameraman on the wall. He puts him on a door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been paying. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but... <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know what should we get in the behind scenes and like reception. Um, this movie was not well received. I believe it currently sits at about a thirteen percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, the one thing that people tend to praise, like in a, in a genuine way, like mm-hmm. a lot of our praise is a little bit like winking and ironic. I will say, mm-hmm. like, um, is the score, which I actually think is really good in this movie. Uh, the the guy who did the score for this actually went out and bought like vintage synths mm. and really tried to get that carpenter sound like kind of the warmth that you get from 80s synths that you don't get from 
or this is gonna sound dumb but like fake synthesizers okay. <laughs> you know what i digital. mean like yeah digital synths where it's just a sampled sound whereas like on old synths it's like we made this Actually sound with analog. a real instrument yeah, yeah. um and I, I think the score to this is pretty good if but because it's Avian Carpenter so hard, it comes across as a little anonymous. Yeah. But that's, it's a good score. That's what I was going to say. Like, the only score out of all of these movies, other than, like, the original, that right. I've actually remembered was H2O. Because it was yeah, that, like, that kind Bill of Trump movie. mixing of. It, was doing, yeah. it wasn't trying to be Carpenter's. It's yeah. own thing. But that's because I mean, Marco Beltrami's an Oscar-nominated composer, yeah. you know? like yeah, all He's the ones, very good. Yeah, all the ones that are, like, trying to be Carpenter. I'm just like, but you're not, though. Yeah, and even when you get to Carpenter in these new ones, I think those scores are, are pretty good. Yeah. I think the, the the reconstructing of the theme is the best thing, where they, like, add the guitar and they're clearly mm. doing, like, a fuller sound. Yeah. But the rest of the score is like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's totally solid. John Carpenter makes good music. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I don't want, but even those, I'm like, he's just kind of doing Halloween. <laughs> um, he's just kind of doing a John Carpenter impression. Uh, it, like, what's like, because like, I'm going into like watching these series with no understanding of how each movie fits in or perceived or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if you asked an actual like horror fan, who's seen all the Halloween movies, would they hate this movie? I don't know. Um, this isn't... Halloween has never, to me at least, come across as like a movie where people talk that much about like the franchise. Mm-hmm. It feels more like they talk about Halloween. You know, like that True. movie is so good that it's like, well, yeah, that's what I talk about. Mm-hmm. The same way that like People really don't talk about Spider-Man 1 and 2. They don't talk that much about Spider-Man 3. Yeah. They don't talk about those movies as like part of the Spider-Man franchise. They're like, oh, there's two good Sam Raimi movies. A lot of people talk about 3, but not in that way. Right. But I mean, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. When you're talking seriously about like, oh, I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man I mean, 2, it's my favorite movie. Like, I mean, it's kind of like Scream. Like, I've, yeah. only, I've never, I didn't even know like there's more than just the original. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there's going to be five now. Yeah. So. And I love every one of them. Compared to like <laughs> Friday or Nightmare where it's like right. franchise. And I think the tough thing with Halloween is because that first one is so good. Mm-hmm. And there's almost nowhere to go with it. Like in, in a lot of ways, like, I mean, that is even what is effective about 2018 is that it ends with, is Michael dead or not? We'll mm-hmm. never know. Like, like making two sequels to it kind of robs that of it, you know, in the same way that the original is great because it's just shots of houses in the suburbs with Michael breathing and it's, he could be at your house. Yeah. Whereas like Nightmare on Elm Street, that first one like rips, but then the other ones all kind of do their own thing. Yeah. Where it's just like, Freddy is a fantasy character. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, I, I mean, I haven't seen any sequels yet for Friday or Nightmare, but I imagine like for Halloween, like, none of these sequels have captured the magic of the first one. Yeah. Like, even 2018 and Kills, they haven't captured the magic of the first one. And I imagine, like, Friday and Nightmare, well, it's like especially Freddy with... and Jason are, like, the coolest bits. Right. Oh, definitely. And especially with something like Night, like uh, Nightmare, uh, Friday, hmm. you know, the, the pop culture conception of what a Friday movie is doesn't even really start happening until part three. Yeah. Because part two, it's like, oh, we've got Jason now. Mm-hmm. 
in part three he gets a hockey mask and then part four is sort of the perfect summation of what most people think a friday the 13th movie mm-hmm. is so that helps yeah because then it's like well these movies didn't quote unquote get good until four in the same way that like the pop culture conception of like the fast and furious franchise mm-hmm. if you go back and watch that first one now you're like wait what <laughs> it's oh, like it's actually oh, no, about it's, cars yeah it's not a it's not a heist movie it's a movie about racing and you're yeah. like wait what <laughs> they just happen to have stolen some vcrs but that's yeah. not like even the main thrust of the film yeah no 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 no. they need to rob a bank right well, where's spies? the rock <laughs> where's helen mirren she's a dame give her some respect <laughs> Vin Diesel isn't picking up a car with his bare hands. Right, right. Vin Diesel doesn't save someone by letting them land on the hood of his car. I just saw the Friday. I, Friday. I'm confused. They're all blurring together. Um, <laughs> two Friday, two thirteenth. The Fast and the Friday the Thirteenth. Come on, I'd watch the shit out of that movie. Vin Diesel's got to take down Jason. Oh come on! There's they're international spies now, and they're like, "There's one man in one town. We believe that he's guarding all of uh, a huge reserve of money, and we need it for the organization." Kurt Russell tells them, and then <laughs> they gotta get in. And you can have, you know, yeah, like you get to have like ludicrous quipping, but then he's the one who can get killed. Let's be honest. So Jason kills him, but now. It's about family. Now, yeah, Vin Diesel's mad because he brought family into this. It. But then, because, you know, the great thing about the Fast and the Furious movies is, you know, each one, the villain now is a member of the family. It's like, I respect that you love your mother. <laughs> I love my mom, too. Martha. <laughs> Jason, we've taken the gold from underneath Crystal Lake, but uh, if we ever need you, can me and my brother John Cena call on you? <laughs> I am Groot <laughs> and Jason's just like <laughs> what did Buster Rhymes do to us <laughs> he broke us uh, in the best way yeah cause this, <sighs> this isn't even like a, sometimes like we go on these tangents and jokes to not talk about the horrible movie we just watched. I like this movie, yeah. Buster Rhymes just put us in a mood. <laughs> he just opened it back up to like, oh, remember how fun these movies are? Yeah. These, movie, these movies are ridiculous, and he clearly knows, like, yeah. like outside of that first one, these are all borderline comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, or that's the great thing about Friday the 13th, is after part six, they're all kind of horror comedies. Mm. So... I won't give him that. <laughs> and then Freddy Krueger is just on another plane of existence. Oh, oh by the last Freddy movie, he is literally a Looney Tune. <laughs> he literally, like at one point, someone is falling from the sky in their dream, and he pushes on a bed of nails and goes, oh, it's a living, and like walks off camera so that they land on the nails. <laughs> I, I, I need, I need, I need, do you want to do? Should we announce here after too many series from now? We will be doing. <laughs> we have two planned, but I think we could move one. No, because they both align with new movies coming out, and like we could use the boost. Okay, okay. <laughs> but A little third, behind the scenes for you. The, the third series needs to be Nightmare. Okay, that'll be our our summer slasher series. <laughs> <Ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> 
the cover art could be oh, the cover art could be like us chilling on a beach with Freddy just like in his shorts just like, I mean Freddy literally has a beach kill where he pushes someone underneath the sand and then he puts on his shades you're making a really hard not to just <laughs> marathon all these movies right now. Oh, they're all on HBO Max <laughs> fuck <laughs> um <laughs> Stay um, tuned. See what we're gonna do next. <laughs> um, I'm not looking forward to these Rob Zombie movies. <laughs> this feels like such a good. They're not sp- boring. Uh, I'll give you that. Because like this feels like such a good way to like. I enjoy Halloween again. Let's end it here. Right. But we got two more to go. I I'm really curious actually to watch them because I've never seen two. No. Um, not out of any malice, because I'm actually, I, I should admit, I'm a Rob Zombie fan. Yeah. I was into his music. I've been into his music since high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that he's kind of been on the joke. Like, people are always like, he's like a scary metal guy. And I'm like, he has a song about the Munsters car. <laughs> that is his biggest hit is Dragula. <laughs> the Dragula is the car the Munsters drive. And he sings about using it to dig through the ditches and burn through I, the witches. He rules. I thought Dragula was a... Uh. Uh, a drag version of Dracula. <laughs> I think there is actually a show called Dracula. It's pretty good. It's the Boulay brothers. They do like horror drag. It's awesome. It's it's the horror answer to Drag Race. And every time someone loses, uh, they get um, a slasher kill. Oh, yeah. It's a great, great show. Everybody watch it. It's on Shutter. That's um, pretty great. Um, <laughs> I just, from what you have told me. I have, I have literally no opinion on Rob Zombie, but based on the like cover and stuff and like what you told me, I'm like, oh, is this gonna take itself seriously? It, it takes itself pretty seriously, which Ooh. is weird because his other movies have like a cool, strong camp factor. Yeah, like House of a Thousand um, Corpses. Yeah, oh, from yeah. what I can tell, Doctor Satan. Doctor Satan. Yeah. Like. Um. I mean, like that movie is like clearly in on the joke, and it's doing a lot of like camp stuff. Like he, his next movie he's directing is an adaptation of The Monsters. Yeah. Huh which I hope is good because he's been trying to kind of step more outside horror. And it's the like the story of Rob Zombie as a director is like the story of a man who's like, I want to just make movies and they keep pigeonholing me. Yeah. You told that on uh, one of the other episodes and it's a bummer. Yeah. Um, But the, I think it was dead meat that described his movies as like gory expect exploitation, horror music videos. It is very much of like the 2000s in a lot of ways, but I will say he actually does have like a really cool. I, I really like his his um his visual aesthetic yeah. um, in the Halloween movies. It's toned down a bit compared to something like House of a Thousand Corpses, where he has more control. Um, but like he does stuff like he insists on shooting on film like he wants a grainy quality in Halloween, too. So he actually shoots on 35 millimeter is um, did Resurrection do so bad. That's what resulted in them rebooting with Realm Zombie. Um, I will say, I think Resurrection, I believe, made money. Mm-hmm. Like, it did, like, fine financially. Um, and, like, now it kind of has, like, its, its own cult following a little mm-hmm. bit. I think all each one of these movies do. You know, every movie is someone's favorite Halloween movie. Yeah. Um, but I think it's more just that, like, the franchise sits dormant. And by the time that they start getting around to another one where they're kind of, like, agreeing, the hot trend is reboots and remakes. Mm-hmm. So they go to like okay you know house of a thousand corpses was a surprise hit 
like literally like that movie um he makes it for universal they're like you made a ultraviolet gory slasher movie and he's like yeah my name's rob zombie and you asked me to make a violent slasher movie so universal literally says like we're just not going to release this oh shit and he says it's because of uh things like he made a joke during an interview where he was like yeah you know the people with no morals here at universal they're releasing a film like this and they got like all pissy about it Mm. um stuff like that yeah so he actually has to spend time and money like raising money and buying the movie back piece by piece and then it gets released three years after he makes it dang and it's a huge hit Mm-hmm. and he's like i was fucking right yeah like, that's crazy so then he actually manages which is why like he tweeted about like it's so weird being at universal studios and they're like we love your movie yeah. <laughs> and he's like do you yeah. <laughs> um and then like after that he puts out um the devil's rejects which is the sequel to mm-hmm. house of thousand corpses and it's very different mm-hmm. and it's a huge hit so he's like the hot horror director mm-hmm. and what people are asking for of horror at that time is is different. Um, there's a lot of people like Eli Roth who are, are really capitalizing on, um, you know, like throwing back to 70s exploitation films while being as knowledgeable as a Tarantino, but like Eli Roth's not as talented. Um, and he's kind of like a bro horror guy. So that's what they're asking Rob Zombie to do. Mm. I don't think Rob Zombie is like a horror bro, but I think when we go into the behind the scenes you'll be like oh i bet his original pitch was way different mm. so yeah also he's very into um when's the title of his best album uh hellbillies which is like horror hillbillies yeah, yeah. and unfortunately after two movies where that's all he's writing i don't know if this is what he was asked to do or if it's just like this is the mode i'm in mm. every character in those movies are also hellbillies and you're like ah <sighs> And not in a way that like contrasts up against other characters, but we'll get into it. Next um, week on yeah. Dragon Ball Z. But today, Busta Busta. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Shout out to Busta. Right? <laughs> hey, Mikey. Hey, yo, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, closing I, thoughts. Uh, yeah, uh, I enjoy this movie. Um, I think if it made any different choices, it could be a better movie, but it would not be as entertaining. At mm. this point, just let your franchise become Friday the 13th. Just let it be trash. You know what I mean? Like, why not? Yeah. What What about yourself? Um, I see, like, I enjoyed because, like, we've talked about, like, I just kind of had all this stuff because, like, Michael Myers and Halloween became my right. favorite because I love the, seeing the thing and Halloween and, like, They Live made me love John Carpenter. Yeah. So, like, I got an attachment to Halloween and Michael Myers. And 2018 was cool. Halloween Kills was cool. I was like, man, I love it. And then when we started watching two and three and you realize four John Carpenter's and not five directing them. and six, I was just like, Oh, yeah like it, they're just not for you like it, it kind of s- sucks that I, like i attached myself so much to like halloween yeah. and michael myers but then h2o and resurrection are like oh 
Yeah. And these are the two that I'd put in like, let's have a movie marathon, guys. Yeah, like <laughs> they're definitely not in the same league as like the original and like 2018. 2018. Yeah. But they're like these are what like H2O and Resurrection are what I was expecting of the yeah. sequels to get like kind of trashy, but like I'm having a good time with it, not just oh word, so like he like had a baby with his niece. Right. Yeah. Paul Rudd <laughs> making choices. Cool, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, like H2O and Resurrection are like what I imagine what I wanted yeah. out of these. One sequels. is a good movie and one is at least entertaining. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I mean it, it's what twenty eighteen and kills are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Twenty eighteen is a legitimately good movie and kills. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um so yeah, I'm happy that H2 and Resurrection exist. Yeah. Because I don't know how many really bad online sequels I could have taken. There's only two more and they aren't they are at the very least not boring. No matter how they end up, I'm just happy I have H2 and Resurrection yeah. in my pocket. Yes. And another else, I think hopefully we both come away appreciating two, because from what I've heard, it's very much rob zombies vision of halloween like the first one i'm very curious to rewatch it but it is a almost beat for beat remake of halloween Mm -hmm. um it is very different but it is it hits all the same beats Mm -hmm. and two it's like all right man you know what that first one was such a huge hit you can do whatever you want yeah so i'm very curious to watch it for the first time so i think we'll we'll come away with things to say if nothing else about those as opposed to five and six where we're like I don't know. They filmed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Right now, I feel like we're we're kind of, in a way, ending the Halloween franchise as we go into, you know, a reinvention of it. Mm-hmm. So this is the second, well, the second time we're ending the Halloween franchise. Because <laughs> well, this was, uh, Resurrection was Halloween 3.2. No, ha- Resurrection was 4. So... Oh, yeah, because two, yeah. three, four, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so 4.2. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> Halloween yeah. 8. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like this is the end of the Halloween yeah. franchise because the next ones are all reboots. Exactly. In the same way that 6 feels like an end of an era, and like, yeah. even like tonally and visually, it changes so much. Those Rob Zombie ones look way different, so. Yeah. And you know what? Malcolm McDowell's there, and he's always good, so. Yeah. I like him. <laughs> yeah. All right. But uh, where can everybody find you, Zach? You can find me next week on Dangertainment. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't find me. Where can they find you, Matt? You can find me on uh, everything from Instagram to Dangertainment as I draw paintings. Hell yeah. <laughs> and on that note, trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> See? You gotta sell it. <laughs> Good job, buddy. As the Vox fades, we thank you for listening to this bizarre journey into cinema. If your morbid curiosities hunger for more, you may summon our horror bros at matmakezack.com. On Twitter and Instagram at MacMakeZack. 
Or if you dare, say George Lucas three times into a mirror for a visit from our phantom menaces. You may now return to your mortal plane of existence. Until next week, as Matt makes Zack sit through another chilling apparition. Mwahahahaha! <laughs>